0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did Ban me, fucking
1: assholes! Smack of a gob! It's Doctor Fucking with me, is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah! I told Alcoholic and wadley. That's right. It, it, that that that's. I'm, I'm tapping a glass bottle. I got a raise this week, so I, I bought beer and glass.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's very artsy fartsy of you, bro.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. All
1: All right, look, just just to get this out of the way real quick. um... My really good friend and I brought him up a lot, uh, Mr. Carlos Guti from New York. Uh, recently, his mom passed away, and uh, his dad passed away, you know, just a few years ago. So, uh, my, you know, he's not listening or anything, but still, you know, I mean, he's such a great, he's like one of the coolest guys ever. And um, my deepest condolences to him. He's a good dude, and. Uh, yeah, it's pretty messed up, man. So you know, my my heart goes out to him, and uh, I know a lot of people out there don't uh, don't know the guy, but you know, just you know, send a, send your condolences anyway. He's not on Facebook, but just do it do it from your heart, you know. And you're uh, here, and, and that's it. Now we'll get on to the the fun stuff, but I think it, you know, I just found this news out like an hour ago, and it kind of like really hurt hurt me, you know, to know that my good buddy's going through this shit. But uh, but anyway, uh, to, for lighter for for lighter um, message, um, I want to say that I want to give a huge shout out to Eric Jordan R N R M C P. You know who that is right.
0: <laughs> yes, I do.
1: Now Eric, yes, do. Eric Jordan, uh, he he showed up on the doc. He was one of the que- last questions on the Ask Doctor Fuck questions and to show you how uh totally uh you know unfiltered i am uh the last uh ask dr fuck show that i put up on almost human sucked (laughs) they were terrible questions not that eric's was a terrible question his was one of the good ones so yeah don't waste your time watching that but anyway when he asked me the question i said to him you know eric every time i see your name i can't help but wonder is that RMCP have to do with Rock and Metal Combat Podcast? Because, <laughs> yep. because, because, come on. I mean, how the fuck do you pronounce that if that was your last name? Like, Ar- <laughs> Ar- <laughs> let's, let's try. arm pit. <laughs> kiss- Arm-k-p. <laughs> arm, <laughs> arm- <laughs> <laughs> What you said. <laughs> so, actually, yes. It is. Yeah. Uh, it does represent Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Because he told me that you said on some prior episode that people should put that on their name and and he did it and never took it off.
0: Well, yeah, that that's a funny thing and I was going to get to that when, you know, cuz he picked the episode we're talking about this week. Yeah, But uh I'll go ahead and talk about it now. That happened way back uh when we did the very first donations for the first Rock and Pod. And what I said was, you know, when you donate, make sure you know you got, you know, uh Rock and Metal Combat podcast, you know, you know, by your name, so they know who you're donating for. And I think he misunderstood it a little bit, and he actually changed his Facebook name <laughs> to add that onto there. And he always left it, and I just thought that was so fucking hilarious, but awesome that he left it.
1: What a what a, <laughs> what a cool dude. Oh, so, yeah. so yeah, he he just donated the other day, and um, I mean, look, uh, we are getting on everybody's donation, but seriously, uh, none of you have R M C P on your last name, so he. Right. he gets in front of the line uh, right. he... and, and today, today was a case of I, I know we still have,
0: have stuff from last year's to get to and, and, and we will get to those but sometimes it's an issue uh, you know with our schedules and and there's a lot of those albums that we don't know that require time and you know whatever comes up we don't always have time to, to study stuff we don't know and this is an album we know like the back of our hands like I, I listened to it but I didn't even take notes, you know, because this shit's in my DNA, you know, so that's why we're doing this today, and uh, anybody who's donated, you know, from from last year's, we will get to your brothers, I promise.
1: We haven't been able to, to knock them out like we have been the past couple weeks, but uh, I'm sure when we get back from Nashville, we'll get into it, and plus, we wanted to throw one up before we go to Nashville, and knowing, yeah. knowing Ian, he'll probably put this sh- shit up tonight, because I'm going to yeah. edit it and throw it at him, and he might even put it up tonight. It is Sunday, the 4th. But uh, also, I want to bring up something really great that happened. Uh, You know, uh, well, you don't know, but Schmackamagob, Mr. Michael Brandvold, will be uh, a future guest of ours, and I can't wait because he is excited to do it. Because, you know, he knows we're going to bust his balls and he's a masochist. So uh, he took it upon himself to make Schmackamagob.com. And when you <laughs> click on it, it goes to three sides, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a prick. So, <laughs> in my re- in my retaliation, I made a new YouTube page. It's called Three Sides with a Z of a Coin. And Ian, I gotta tell you, and our listeners will tell you, because everybody's saying the same thing. I made a Three Sides of the Coin episode. It's starring me, my puppet, and Muchmouth from Fat Albert. <laughs> and people say it's the funniest thing I've ever done so far on, on YouTube. And believe me, while I was <laughs> uploading it, I said, this is the funniest thing I've ever done on YouTube. And uh, yeah, sure enough, man, it's a hit. Let me, let me go. Dude, I put, I put this page up uh, on Friday. It's Sunday, two days later. 296 subscribers, 2001 views. <laughs> it's insane, you know? And uh, it's a hit. So everybody, like, go there. Now, you know, because the the Three Sides of the Coin episode I did was so good that I, I really, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know how to top it. <laughs> but the the consensus is, is that the right way the way to pronounce it, Ian? Consensus? Yes, yes sir. The consensus is everybody was saying, we want more Fuck Puppet. Fuck Puppet rules. You know, <laughs> Fuck Puppet is amazing on it, right? So I'm starting a new show. It's called... The fuck puppet interview, and I'm I, I, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write up some 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 uh, questions, and I'm gonna and fuck puppet's gonna interview you in Nashville. Interesting, interesting. So you'll be I a future guest. I can't wait. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so the the first episode hasn't been done yet, but I will be working on it after I'm done editing this episode. And, uh, I already have some, and the first person he's going to interview is me. And, uh, uh, I can't wait. I have no idea what my puppet's going to throw at me, but, uh, it's going to be a no holes bar, um, type of interview show. He's going to ask questions that nobody has the balls to ask. And, uh, I mean, he was telling me, come on, man, take me to Nashville. I want to interview Michael Sweet. I was like, no, you stay here. God damn it. And I know you.
0: <laughs> Maybe me and the puppet can interview Michael yeah. Sweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I trust you more than the puppet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's bad. <laughs>
1: you gotta watch that. You you watch that fucking uh, three sides of the coin, and you'll see why.
0: All right, I'll check it out.
1: But uh, yeah, I'm very excited about my new channel, and uh, it, it's a hit. You know, I think it's a hit. But I, I also got to say to Michael Banfield, he did sell me the domain of Schmackemaboutgod.com. So. Uh, you know, he did it, you know, as a goof. And then when I did mine, he said, oh, well, look at this Dr. Fuck guy. He really knows how to get back at me. <laughs> you, you don't fuck with Dr. Fuck, because if you do, you get fucked. You get Dr. fucked.
0: Yeah, and there's no cure for that.
1: Nope, not even penicillin. <laughs> All right. So, oh, and also sad, sad news. Uh, Tim Hansen from Merciful Fate announced he's fighting cancer.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: uh, he gave his blessing for jo- Joey Vera to play base. How cool is that, dude? Yeah, jo- that's Joey Vera. Yeah. It's like yeah. God, Merciful Fate and, and Armored Saint are like up there. You know, they're both way better than Kiss. And yeah, so, uh, yeah. so now
0: it's like Merciful Fate's warning.
1: Hey, there you go. That's that's uh that's kind of genius of you
0: there. Man. Yeah, no, I saw it online. I can't take credit. Yeah, I mean it was it,
1: <laughs> it, it sucks because right when uh we did the our last episode uh when, when we stopped I, it was on I was online already so it was already announced online. I was like fuck you know so we'll mention it now, but uh man, speedy recovery, him man, you know. Um, People are upset, and understandably so. You know, Merciful Fate Reunion, without dinner. Yeah. You know? And, that sucks. But yeah, I mean, that's everybody's going, where's dinner, where's dinner? It's like, well, dude, what about Kim Rose and Hanson? I mean, come on. They're just, everybody in that band is so important. They're all, all equal components. I'm sorry. That's why Merciful Fate, 80s Merciful Fate, was so special. I love what they did in the 90s, but... You just can't top that original feel, that organic feel. You know what I'm saying? So, um...
0: I agree, but I would go check it because no, I... I know.
1: would go. I would go. And let me tell you, Ian, if it was the original five, I would go to that show in Denmark or wherever it is. You know? Right. I would fly to that, you know? I, well, would, I, th- I think they're
0: playing Wacken in Germany.
1: Yes. Dude, this whole fucking... I mean, it's not the biggest buzz. But you know this band a lot of people are starting to talk about called The Struts?
0: Uh, I've heard a little bit about it and I saw a post
1: you made that said they suck. I watched a lot of their shit last night. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it did suck. But dude, they did a version of Dancing in the Streets. You know the one Van Halen song you don't like? Yeah. Well, they did a version that was the Van Halen version. They didn't do like the original version. They did the Van Halen version. Holy shit was that terrible. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I don't know, man. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, that guy's teeth are straight and everything, but I still think they're more disturbing than fucking Freddie Mercury's teeth.
0: There's just <laughs> something
1: about that singer that... And, he, and his little dancing and... You know, I, I see what they're doing. And, oh, know, oh, oh it's, it's
0: guys? I thought it was a chick band.
1: No, nah, it's all guys.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he's doing these little moves and... And and dude it's like such a fuck it look it, it looks like man that, that Van Hagar covered the song because in the video there's got choreograph uh choreograph God damn it. Is that yeah, right?
0: That's, yeah, that's the word. Choreograph.
1: Choreograph uh with a bunch of like, you know, uh, middle aged white people like <laughs> doing choreograph in the oh, streets. God. It's so disturbing. It was really bad, so yeah. Um, but you know, I, I don't remember who it was, but there was somebody on our page not too long ago praising them, putting in a video I didn't, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't watch it, but you know, I don't know why. Maybe I was busy that day. But yesterday, for some reason, uh, if it, it showed up as a suggestion on my YouTube, I go, oh, the Struts. Uh, some people are talking about. Let me check them out. And I watched about, I'm not lying, about six videos, some live performances. And the last one I watched was the Dance in the Street, and I was like. I'm not watching no more. This is enough, man. Jesus, was that terrible. But, hey, more power to all you people that like the struts. Nothing against you guys. I love you. Oh,
0: oh fuck them. If the band sucks, fuck them.
1: No, no, come on, man. You got to give these people a break. Only Van Hagar is exceptional. All right. Be nice. All right.
0: Next next story. Uh, Phil Anselmo says, plea for him to perform Pantera songs became irresistible after Vinnie Paul's death. And uh, and I agree, man. I miss hearing Pantera music live. Uh, The question is, I mean, if you're going to do Pantera songs live, you need top-notch fucking musicians. Because, you know, in my mind, that's the last guitar god there was, was was Dimebag. To me, he's the last guy who who elevated guitar playing. And, uh, you know, I think before him, it was Eddie Van Halen. I think, you know, Dime was the successor to Eddie as far as taking it to another level. Yeah,
1: and the last great front man was fucking um someone and myself.
0: Yes. Uh, but uh, I, I would love to see uh, a, a tour where only Pantera music is played. How do you feel about that? Do you, do you feel that would be good or do you feel like you, you just can't do it? What do you think? A
1: tour. Say that
0: again? Yes. A tour. A tour. A tour, like a Hua, but it's a tour.
1: A tour. That's a singer of ghosts, right? That's that's Tobias. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, of course. I'd go see that shit. Have him and Rex, and, you know, just call it, like, you know, a tribute to Pantera, you know? Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and I've seen some of those clips. You can still do it. You know? Yeah.
0: I I, I, say, I say you know uh, get Zach Wilde as long as he promises not to do that fucking squeal shit.
1: Ah oh, no man, then I can't go. I can't support the dude anymore. Oh yeah,
0: I forgot about that shit. Yeah, remember that?
1: No, believe me, oh, yeah. like, even that guy was good. You know the legals, he, he did solo as good. Maybe nobody's right. dying back. Right. But you know he kept faithful to it. So you know, I mean. Right, but him. you
0: you know what I mean though. You can't get like just any guitar player. It's it's so they gotta have a, a definite. Skill set, you know, yeah,
1: like a CC Deville type,
0: yeah, no, (laughs) uh, but no, I I would love to see that, of course. I'd love to see Rex involved, uh, but uh, did you hear Phil's latest, uh, from his new, like, gothic kind of side project and minor? No, I, I, I dug it, it's uh, him singing. More like clean vocals, but you know, he's getting a little bit older. It, it damn near sounded like Tom Waits, but uh, it was a pretty good song, man. I'm gonna check it out when the album's released.
1: Oh, I'm glad. I, you know, Phil Phil is awesome, man. Phil, I mean, he, a lot of things he releases I, I really can't get into, but he he's one of these, uh, hey man, I want to be versatile. You know, he doesn't play it safe,
0: all right. Well, uh, Rudy Sarzo says that the Ronnie James geo hologram comes from a place of love and uh, I gotta say I agree with that and I know you saw it and you gave your thoughts already on Uh, it uh,
1: what I said this was my impression I uh, you know I I know I'm repeating myself so I'll make it very short it didn't it didn't impress me but it didn't it didn't suck but while I walked out of the place I thought you know That was a really nice tribute. I felt it was a tribute to the man. You know, that's right. what—that's the vibe I got out of it. It was just a tribute to him, and and I, you know, look, I'm not a hologram fan. I'm telling you, it did not impress me. I mean, I can, I can, I can do or do without it. I'm not one of these people. I mean, come on, how many people online that never even seen it are bashing it? I, I'm, I, I like to fucking witness it. Then say what I think, you know? But, um... I, I agree with Rudy. And I, it looks like Rudy went to go see the show. Because uh, for him to say that, you know, he probably saw the show and got the same impression I did. And I love Rudy Sarzo, man. Oh, uh, what
0: a nice guy. Rudy Sarzo, ever, yeah, yeah, man. You ever was, get a chance to meet Rudy? That's that He is super
1: nice. He lives here. You know he's friends with? Kevin Warhawk. I love that guy. Yeah, Kevin Warhalf, uh in case you guys don't know, he is the the big star of the Dr. Fuck radio show, Kevin's yeah. Corner Dude, you should have heard the last one. I was really gassy, so I kept cutting off uh, Kevin going, hold on, Kevin, I got a fart. And I put my ass to the mic and I kept farting. And then Kevin goes, uh, I got a fart too. I go, go ahead, Kevin. He goes, <laughs> he, did, <laughs> he did it with his voice. He goes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh. you know
1: what? You guys would laugh so much harder if you don't know who Kevin is. Because Kevin is, you know, we call him God. Kevin yeah. is a real, uh, the nicest guy in the world. He,
0: man, yeah, I, I, I wish I could have got to meet him when when I was down with you last time.
1: He wanted to meet you so bad. I know he's a sweetheart, man. Yeah, he's he was like, I wanted. Yeah, he wanted to come here, but we, you know, we weren't around much. I felt bad, but he, yeah, he actually wanted to catch a couple buses to come here to hang out with you. Oh man, I, I, I want to meet Godzilla. <laughs> you know, Kevin has Williams disease. If guy, you know, I looked up up on it. Williams disease is um, people that have Williams disease. When they like something, they become extremely fanatical. You know, which he is. You know, Kevin is uh, Kevin is the best friend you can ask for. Yeah, I, I oh, love. He's him. Awesome. I love him.
0: All right. Well, Iron Maiden, who you just saw, uh, based on Steve Harris, says loads of people are really enjoying the blaze bailey era albums more now and uh, i would attribute that to bruce dickinson singing them <laughs> singing those songs i still uh i don't think the albums are that great but man the, the songs that they pick to play live you know we talked about this last week Klansman, sign signing the cross uh, i would i would be interested and and normally i hate this type of shit i hate when bands re-record shit but I would be interested in re-recorded versions of those, like studio versions with Bruce Dickinson singing. What do you think?
1: No, I don't like. Uh, you know, I mean, I like select. I like it more than you, but a lot of it I don't like. So, you know, uh, so, you know, just re-record "Sign of the Cross." Do what you did with "Prowler" and Charles the You know, that one will be better because those uh Deano covers were fucking terrible.
0: Oh yeah, that that, that shit was bad.
1: During '88 or something. Well, yeah. not according to our resident Maiden Tards. We have some Maiden Tards on our page. I little, love them, though. Oh, g-
0: Glamour? We got, we got Nitro.
1: <laughs> we got Nitro and um, another guy I really like, Christopher Ellison. Yes. Those guys, are really good guys. I like them a lot, but come on, they're Maiden Tards. Hey, I'm a Sabbath Tard. So there you go. You
0: know? Yeah, that is true. That is true. You you like that Tear album.
1: I love the Tire album. And... Um, uh, the song Sabbath Stones uh, I played on my last show. What a great fucking song, man! You're missing out. Oakley Dokeley. All right. Oh, 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 oh! Speaking of that, Ian, guess who I'm gonna go see live? Who that? Mac Sabbath. You know the the. Oh, the, nice, uh, nice. With opening band the Oakley Dokley's. <laughs> they uh they played here. But it was on
0: a school night. I didn't go. I wanted to go see them, though.
1: You know, you know the Oakley Dokley's, right? No,
0: never heard of it.
1: It's one. a band. They're all dressed up as Ned Flanders. Oh, really? Yeah. Are
0: you serious? I swear thing. to
1: God, this is real. They have videos on YouTube. So, what a lineup. <laughs> Max Sabbath and the Okali Dokalis. Oh, God. That, that shit's going to rule.
0: Now, y'all need, all you need on there is the circle.
1: <laughs> no, come on, man. They suck. Don't they insult the Okali Dokalis. <laughs>
0: What I'm just saying, somebody who dresses up like uh, you know a rock star.
1: It's the whole band dressed oh. up as Ned Flanders. It's fucking awesome. Oh,
0: man. All right, well, that's enough of the news. What do you say we get to this awesome review we got?
1: Fuck it, let's do it, dude. The first Wasp album, 1984. I and mean, you know yeah. what, You know what? that one, you know, I didn't have to guess. Yeah? Because it was my album of the year. Yes, even more than uh, the actual 1984 album uh, wow. from Van Halen. Um, it was the it was my album of the year. It was the one that I wore out so much that the one the one memory I have of listening to this album in 1984 was jamming to it in my room, and my brother opened the door and he goes, "Hey Ralph, chill out. You are somebody," you know, because I, <laughs> I kept playing it over and over, and even and I even remember my brother going, "Dude, can you play another album, man? Fuck," you know, because I would just wear it out to the grooves and. Uh, what I did today, actually, I did not, I haven't heard this album in a while and I didn't listen to it today, but I did do a little food shopping, so I put it on my iPod and listened to maybe three, four songs. And it started with fuck like a beast, you know, but you know, the, the original release had, I want to be somebody now fuck like a beast was actually supposed to be the opening track, uh, record company refused. Uh, what's this face from Iron Maiden, the, the manager?
0: Rod Smallwood.
1: Rod Smallwood uh, came up with an idea. Let, let's release it with on Music for Nations. So I remember buying the Fuck Like a Beast single, uh, green vinyl. And no lie, dude, it took about six months to get to my house. This was before, you know, the internet and, you know, checking tracking and all that shit. I thought I got ripped off and it finally did arrive and I love the song and everything but when the song started today in my car I'm going you know what man I have the same problem with uh, Cheat Trick at Budokan I love the complete concert I really do but I was raised I was raised on the editing one where it's really the more popular songs because you notice Cheap Trick at Budokan leaves the heavier tracks off right and uh, so I was like, see, you know, I'm too used to I want to be somebody. Open this, you know? So, you know, when I get to the thing, I'm leaving a, you know, animal ends and it goes into I want to be somebody and I was like, bro, this fits. You know, so I, I have to give the exception to this. I think this album sounds better with uh, Fuck Like a Beast. Now, Wasp was a band that was pretty well promoted back in the day. Um, I remember they were all over Kerrang! magazine and you know, the blood drive thing, all this shit before the album actually came out. So I was excited for it, and Night Flight played the video for Love Machine. So I was like, oh my God, I mean, I never heard them before. I dug the image, so I was like, man, look at this video, you know? Uh, The video's fucking great, you know, some chicks in a big fucking vat of water, and Blackie throwing them under the water and shit. So I went out and bought the album, and. I gotta say, man, I was completely floored, you know, spoiler alert, there's not a bad song to be found on this album. It's solid as fuck, and they've never, ever repeated this. Love his Children, love select tracks here and there, but this album is the greatest Wasp album ever, because that fucking Jesus freak is never gonna fucking make an album this good ever again. Right, Ian?
0: Right. Yeah, man, I got to agree with you. I absolutely love this album. Here comes another spoiler. I think there's no fucking bad track on this fucking album. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't hear it in 1984. I didn't get it till, I would say, 86, because I I came on board with uh, Inside the Electric Circus, then went on Columbia House, and I, 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 I loved Inside the Electric Circus so much. Our last command and the first one, and I'll never forget the day I got it because there's a there's so many other albums I got like uh I think like Ozzy Bark at the Moon Dock and Under Lock and Key you know it was the thing where, you know Columbia House you got like 13 fucking you know I got cassettes back then but holy shit was this fucking good Um, and I I loved Wasp they had something you know at that time everything was fucking Kiss you know and they were they were like you know, KISS, but, like, mixed with Motley Crue and ACDC and a little bit of, you know, Satan and Dirty shit, and they were just dangerous, where a lot of bands, you know, weren't dangerous. You know, a lot of bands at that time, they're all dressed up, you know, in the bright neon colors like girls and stuff like that, but this band, there was something dirty about them, And, and I just always loved that about Wasp, and I always loved Blackie, man. I mean, Blackie... Blackie's got one of the best voices in metal, and, and and one thing I will say, like, you know, he's a fucking nutcase now, but he still has an amazing voice, he still sounds good, if you, if you hear shit nowadays, and, and, and this made me sad, Blackie is like 61, god damn that makes me feel old, <laughs> you know, Blackie Lawless is like 61 or 62, some shit like that, I'm like, oh my god. But this album is so kick-ass, and it's rare that we review an album. Like, we review a lot of great albums, we review some shitty albums, but it's rare we review a perfect album. And I honestly feel this is a perfect fucking album.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said earlier, our time is kind of restricted now. So, the great Eric Jordan uh, of RMCP... When he he wrote me the other day, like, look, I just donated for the first Wasp album. I was like, dude, we're going to do it as soon as possible. Because this is something I don't have to study. Because, you know, a lot of people don't understand, man. When we do these albums we don't know, man, there's a lot of preparation. A lot of bullshit, too. Especially if the album's bad. It's it's really hard to do. Oh,
0: yeah. And then when we listen to something, it's like, you can't just, you know, unless it's like just so horrible, you can't make it through another listing. But I, I like to do repeated listenings, and, and even if I don't like something, I can't just say it sucks. I got to come up with something funny about why it sucks, or something. You know, I, I to do my part on this show. You know, I, I feel like I have to do a little bit more homework. But uh, this is one that's in both of our DNAs, and man, this band was so fucking. I mean, they were one of my favorites for fucking years, and I don't think they've released anything worth a shit in a long, 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 long fucking time. But uh, it'll never take away... You know, just uh, like Kiss. I bitch about Kiss all the time. Look, I will always love Kiss. I will, the albums that I love, I'll always love. But I'm just so sick of them, and I'm fucking over it, and I've grown out of it, you know? And, and in a way, it's kind of like that with Wasp, because, you know, they, they put out albums now... I used to be a first-day buyer for every Wasp album. I think I was a first-day buyer uh, till through, like, Neon God Part 2. You know, but nowadays, you know, I hear, like, you know, I, I still get it from Mr. X, but I'll hear the single, and I'm like, no, that sucks. That sucks. You know, that ain't Wasp to me. But this album, this is fucking Wasp. And, oh, my God, I, I was so excited when, when Eric picked this because uh, not only is it a band you know you, you know we, we don't have to do homework on this album like I said I, I always do notes. I didn't do fucking notes for this. I did listen to the album just because I love this motherfucker and uh, I couldn't wait to talk about it because Wasp was something really different in the in the fucking 80s. I, I really think they stood out and uh, you know I, I, I think it's so cool they did what they did. They weren't fucking pretty boys. You know, they didn't have that fucking Home Sweet Home single. You know, they were just like a scary, dirty fucking band with an incredible fucking stage show. And, uh... Man, I mean, I mean this was just really, really great 80s metal. Really good fucking shit. You know, they weren't fucking... You know, I, I know they got a little bit glammy with uh, their appearance, you know, like during... Uh, inside the electric circus, but still, even for that, it was still dirty fucking music. And uh and I love it. God damn do I love fucking old school wasp.
1: I saw the tour, man. Oh, the first tour? Yeah, they opened for Quiet Riot and did they just destroyed did they, them too. Did they have Steve Riley or Tony Richards? No, no, it was already Steve Riley. <laughs> okay. Um but um and and you know Quiet Riot let them do the whole stage thing. I took pictures. I had pictures of Blackie drinking blood from the skull. You know, they had the big... uh, You know, it was was the same thing you see at live. It's all I see them. They had the full stage set. The full stage set. And uh, they were fucking on fire. Uh, Quiet Riot wasn't bad that night. Quiet Riot, you know, was really a great live band. But uh, it it was just such a lackluster album.
0: What was that? That was Condition Critical?
1: Yeah, Condition Critical. And... um, but, uh, yeah, they were fucking amazing. And uh, But I don't know if you saw this recently. I mean, I know you know about this, Ian. But somebody shot a recent wash show. And, uh, yeah, it's all tape. Even the background vocals, I mean... Oh, um, really? Yeah, dude. Blackie had a run-up to the microphone. The vocals were already going. And then another part of the show... Um, the, the backing vocals, the guy, the guy had a run up to the mic, you hear the backing vocals, he's like, oh he ran up to the mic to keep oh, singing.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: And you know, and, and it's really like, dude, it's so like when Blackie finally reaches the microphone and starts singing to the tape, it really looks like he's singing. You know, so it's kind of like man, these tapes can be very deceiving if the guy's always near the microphone, you know what I mean? Oh,
0: man. Okay, well that... Unlike I, Paul Stanley. I, I, I stand Stanley, corrected.
1: And Paul, well, who knows? Maybe he can sing still like that, but you know, he refused not to do it live to preserve his voice. Who knows? But Paul Stanley's really bad at it because Paul Stanley, like, you know, he'll sing into the microphone and then he'll forgot it, forget a word or something. It's really bad. So, you know, goof on Vince Neil all you want. But you know that shit ain't a tape. <laughs> you know? But, um, by the way, I saw a footage of Vince Neil the other day and he wasn't, like, mumbling as much as Usual, yeah. Uh, to, to looks that kill. He actually sang it pretty much like the record. I was very impressed.
0: He he yeah. must have went on during the day.
1: <laughs> You're laughing, dude, Ian. It was during the day. Ah,
0: there It you was go. it was there an you.
1: outdoor show hey. during the day.
0: Alcoholics, no alcoholics. Goddamn it. <laughs>
1: yep. So, um, but yeah. So so you want to dive into what how the album was intended to be?
0: Uh yeah, that's something I wanted to ask you. Do we do we start with the animal or do we start with I nah, Wanna Be Somebody? Do,
1: let's do it. I, I wanted to do it with I Wanna Be Somebody, but after what happened to me today, let's okay. do it the way it was intended to be. Okay. Fuck right. like a beast. And it's a, a song that should be talked about. And I want you to start it off, honey.
0: Uh I, I fucking love this song. This was something uh, you know, I bought as an import. Uh, Because, you know, again, it's something I read about in Hit Parader and fucking Circus and Cream and all the shit I would buy back in the day. Uh, This one I didn't get to later. Uh, You know, like, I I knew the album without it. And I I think I already had Inside the Dr. Circus, I already had Last Command and and this album. Uh, But then later I found the the EP that had this and Show No Mercy. And I bought it, like, as a cassette and oh my god I I mean what a great fucking song I mean it is kind of silly it is what it is it's of the times but you know that's just lyrically musically it's a great fucking heavy metal song and you know I I think I'll get into that more as the album goes on there's some songs that I think are like really fucking stupid lyrically but goddamn, the song is just so strong, it elevates, uh, you, you know, what it is. Like, hey, there's a lot of Kiss songs that are fucking stupid that I love. But I just love the music. It has a great hook, or it has this, or a great solo. You know, there's a reason. And, uh, man, Animal Fuck Like a Beast, and it, it just, oh, man. And, and, and to know that he won't do this anymore is so, like... Man, it really, it really bothers me, man. It really bothers me that somebody can believe in some crazy, in my mind, I'm sorry, to you true believers, uh, you know, something so stupid that you're not going to play this song that is so important to your fucking history. And I, I believe, I, I can't remember the year that he uh, quit playing this live. But I was lucky enough to see him play it live. Um, but uh, man, I mean, I mean, it's animal, fuck like a beast. It's th- it's so important in 80s metal. It's probably the most important song in the Wasp catalog. I mean, it, you know, if you really, I'm not saying it's the best, but I'm saying it's the most important because this made a statement. This got their names everywhere. Well, uh, would you agree, Ralph?
1: Yeah, because of uh, who was it? Was it EMI? Who who are they on again? They were on Capital. Uh, Capital, because of Capital. Capital made this song huge by banning it. Um, it it's caused controversy, and uh, I believe this is the one that made the 50, uh, Filthy yes. Fifteen too. Yeah,
0: yes, it was on there.
1: And um, oh my God, it was. You know, it was. Look, when I bought that first Wasp album, I knew about Fuck Like a Beast. I kept hearing about it. Right. you Right. Know? And, of course, like, you know, I I was, uh, you know, an avid listener to the metal shop that was on at 1 in the morning on Mondays because even back in the glorious 80s, metal got no respect. And uh, they would never play it for obvious reasons. So I I never got to hear it.
0: And some say, not to cut you off, but the importance, it can't be underestimated. Being on the Filthy 15 was not, I mean, there was stuff like... uh, you know, Judas Priest was on there and shit like that, but also like very popular artists who were all over MTV, like Madonna and Cyndi Lauper.
1: Yeah, w- we're on,
0: yeah, we're on the Filthy Fifteen. So this wasn't like something that was like strictly metal. So so this gave them like way more coverage than they normally would have got because you know, yeah, uh, Prince was on there with Darlin Nikki yeah, Same yeah. with
1: uh, the mentors got a lot of publicity because they were on the Filthy Fifteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, uh, the Filthy Fifteen was a very, all kinds of fucking different artists were on there. You know, I mean,
1: they, they, they had Golden Showers from the Mentors, probably their most Disney song. <laughs> yeah, if they really, and then if they would have heard like fucking, well, uh, oh, what was that one song? Uh, they have a song called um, uh, Couch Test? Ta- T- Couch, Couch Test uh, Casting. Uh, he talks about a 14 year old he rapes. <laughs> <laughs> even I was like dude I don't even approve of this fucking song yeah right. but you gotta remember the
0: environment back then too I mean not only did this put them in an upper echelon with with well more established artists but I mean I mean shit there was people bitching about John Denver's Rocky Mountain High yeah. saying saying that was a pro drug song you know and John Denver, uh, famously spoke at the PMRC hearings that, that D. Snyder went to and Frank Zappa was at, and they invited John Denver thinking like, okay, well, he's the guy that's going to say, yeah, we're doing the right thing.
1: Oh, I didn't know. At that point, oh, I didn't know. Oh,
0: oh, oh, yeah, they invited John Denver thinking like John Denver would agree with him. And John Denver came out totally against censorship. And he said you
1: gotta applaud that guy. Never yeah. was into him but you got to applaud that. Guy.
0: Right, but he's he said he said no, th- this is total, you know, of course it's John Denver. He's not saying bullshit, but he goes he goes, "Do you know there's people who said Rocky Mountain High was a song about doing drugs?" And and that was not John Denver by any means. He goes, "So if people are going to judge me by that, how can I judge these other bands?" And it was really like you know, it kind of blew up in Congress's face because they thought he was the guy that was going to be on their side. You know, so, so yeah, being on the Filthy 15, that was a huge thing for Wasp because they were probably the least known band besides the mentors that were on that list.
1: Yeah, 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 it, it did help them a lot. It didn't really catapult him. I think what, what stopped Wasp from being big was, you know, the assless chaps, And the image was... I mean, the first album image was great. uh, Except for Chris Holmes. I I love Chris Holmes, but boy, his little get-up with the little flames on his chest. I mean, but Blackie looked cool as fuck. With the saw blades and...
0: Yeah, and the gray streak in his hair.
1: Yeah, that shit looked awesome, man. I mean, Blackie was a god to me back then. You know, um, there was a girl I was seeing back then. To show you how much I loved Blackie Wallace uh she drew me a big ass picture of black yaw which i still have to this day really cool picture because i was so into wasp you know and um but um you done talking about it yeah all right well, uh fuck like a beast yeah you know i saw them uh they played it live that night uh but i already had the ep at this point point. and um <clears throat> what do you call uh yeah, I, every time I saw Wasp. Then I saw Wasp open for Kiss on Last Command.
0: Oh, that's where they had the heads on the stakes yeah, and everything. The oh, head. the Last Command tour, yeah.
1: And they played the Widowmaker that night. Oh. Jack, Jack Action. and Oh, you know, man. Fistful of, uh, fistful of dollars, fistful of money. Whatever yeah,
0: I'll I, I tell, I tell you what. I put that the Kiss Asylum and Wasp tour up there with Power to Slave is like the two tours that I most wish I saw in my life.
1: Yeah, well, Kiss was kind of dude. Kiss didn't play a lot off us of out. All they played was all uh, nine Tears are fallen. No, no, I
0: I know, but but the main reason I want to see that is it was Kiss and Wasp, dude. It yeah, was, yeah, It was Wasp on Last Command with that huge fucking stage, you know, and setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but that that and Power Slave are my two like goddamn. I wish I would have been there.
1: Oh man, I, the Power Slave tour. Poof, I had Twisted Sister with mine. And uh, I already talked about that, but yeah. I it. So yeah, every time I saw Wasp, they would play "Fuck Like a Beast." The last time I saw him play it was that night that uh, he stopped the show because of me.
0: Right. I saw him on that. It. I saw him the day later.
1: Okay. So um, the, well, did they do this? Because to me, that was the best time I saw him do "Fuck Like a Beast." Because when they played it, that TV screens with hardcore porn. Did they have that over there?
0: That I don't remember. I saw it at House of Blues, so probably I'm not. I'm
1: talking about Cox, double penetration. You see the butthole and the pussy, the whole thing. No, did, while, no, while they didn't they, do that. Yeah, oh, they did that shit. It was like, yeah. and I was like, holy fucking yeah. Yeah.
0: hey. For th- those of you who don't know, House of Blues in Orlando is on Disney property. So, yeah, no, they didn't do that.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. But they played it? Yeah. Wow. I'm surprised they played it. But, um, anyway, so, um, yeah, dude, it's a fucking classic. I love this song. I play it now and then on my radio show because it's, uh, it's, to me, it's aged very well. It's, uh, you know, it really captures the the moment. Wasn't very um, uh, often you'd hear a song say fuck, you know, back then. And especially uh, this song that would really capitalize on fuck. You know, oh. like fuck like a beast Down. of course they censored it on the title and the album cover has blackie's finger covering the u but you see okay. the fck um and it's fucking great it, it, it it's an awesome song i love uh i i just love the fucking i love those vocals and those lyrics those lyrics i love they're not cheesy to me and yes i have fucked on that song man I played Uh, that song during sex.
0: And and, and, uh, one last thing to add to this. I I don't know if you know this or not, but Blackie, like in a a really desperate attempt to try to keep his name out there and stay relevant, around the time that Marilyn Manson came up, you know, and Marilyn Manson was like, you know, the successor to Wasp. You know, it was the new shock rock band. He wanted to do a re-recording of him and Manson doing... Uh, animal, a re-recording, and Manson turned it down. Because Manson, uh, at that time, felt like he didn't want to be associated with Wasp because they were has-beens, and he wanted to make his own name, which, in a way, I kind of understand. Like, Yeah, because
1: you, know, you defend the fag.
0: Yeah, well, well, no, but but I mean, it's, it's like, okay, you want to forge your own territory, you know, you don't want to align yourself with a has-been, but... I would have loved to heard that, you know. And and that, you know, if you're a true wasp follower, you know, wasp did an album called "Kill Fuck Die," which is very, you know, like them trying to do a Manson, which I love that album.
1: I actually don't mind that album either. Very industrial, and then, yeah, yeah trying to be Marilyn Manson like, but uh, but better.
0: Yeah, no, that no, that's a great album. But yeah, uh, he tried very hard to get that done, and Manson turned. Turn them Kill down.
1: You all pretty face.
0: Yo, great song. Great you song. You fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. Animal fuck like a beast is immortal. So, that that will always be, you know, in the annals of metal history. That will always be uh, you know, a famous song and it deserves to be, man. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome 80s fucking metal. But then we go into what starts off the album that most people heard. Uh you know, because you know when, when this was remastered in ninety eight, they put Animal as the first track. But to everybody else who bought this album, it started off with an amazing song called I Wanna Be Somebody. And I love it. if if you ever watched it's a great home video, uh Wasp Live in the Raw. He talks about this and uh he was Barney a big, Miller. Yeah, he was a big fan of Barney Miller. <laughs> and uh there was a character in there that was uh, you know, he was writing a book about being a cop called Bob or Blood on the Badge, and uh, you know he, he's he's getting ready to do a, a book promotional tour, and uh, he's getting ready to go to like a signing, and he gets called out. you know, Barney's like, "Oh, you know, we got a case, you got to go," and and the guy's like, "All crying," he's like, "God damn it, I want to go to, I just, I want to be somebody," and Blackie said it just it just struck him, It's like man there's a lot of people who feel that way like damn it i just want to be somebody and i can identify with that and that's why i love this song i mean it's just it, it it's simplistic but that's the beauty of the song is how, is how simplistic it is lyrically it's a great metal song but what it's saying is just somebody like you know, reaching out, stretching out there, like you know, I don't want to settle for just being fucking normal. I want to be something special. I want to do something, and it's a great fucking metal anthem. I fucking love this song. What do you think, Rob?
1: Hell yeah! Made my brother say, "You are somebody." I fucking, <laughs> lo- I love this song, man, and I love the video. The video where the fucking uh, a skeleton is sawblading, yeah, sawblading saw the fucking chains to open the door, and there's fucking yeah. wasps. In all its glory, fucking kicking ass, and Blackie jumping from little platform to platform, and oh. drinking fucking booze with a bunch of chicks in his limo, and
0: yeah, the the third the third single from the album, and it's fucking awesome. What
1: well, was the second? I'm sure Love Machine was the first, right?
0: Yeah, Love Machine was the first. The second uh, was promotional only to radio stations, but nobody was gonna play the shit. The second single was "Sleeping in the Fire."
1: Well, I was gonna say "School Days" because I have "School a School Days" yeah. single.
0: That was the fourth. That was the fourth single. Okay,
1: all right. So, um, wow, four singles, huh? That's
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, weird how they release singles, but you know, you figure you know, like the '80s that time, should, every single should have had a video.
0: Right, but yeah. like, like "Sleeping in the Fire" was released as a single, but just the radio stations. There was no video. Uh, so to most people, that they would think like this was the second single, and School Days was released as a single, and you know, and and I have the single, you have the single, but there was no video for School Days, you know, but it was just do, one of those things.
1: Do uh, you know? Do I hate Sleep in the Fire? Stay tuned. All right. So um, yeah, I love. I want to be somebody. It's 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 a great opener too. Even though. If, I think Fuck Like a Beast is a better opener because the thing about I Want to Be Somebody is that when, when, when uh, Fuck Like a Beast ends and it goes into I Want to Be Somebody, like the vocals come right in, you know? And it's like, you know, that it does kind of fit more of a second track, you know? It's not so like, you know, so like, you know, quick to the punch where, you know, fucking Fuck Like a Beast has that cool intro that goes on for like 30 seconds or so. But I love it. It's anthemic, it's awesome, and it's amazing. Now we'll go to the next song, uh, L O V E Love Machine. Uh, I I'm, I never even thought of this till right now. Does the acronym of L O V E mean anything?
0: Uh, I don't believe so, but I I think it was just uh, it was Blackie trying to get attention because that was a whole thing, you know, with the Wasp moniker, where he put the periods between it it was a thing to get attention like does it stand for something you know there was like you know is it we are sexual perverts you know there's people said it was white anglo saxon protestants i actually got in trouble at work uh it was a very cold day and i have like a like like a skull cap that's got the wasp logo you know and the periods in between and i'm at i'm at work and one of the big bosses walked by goes oh wasp white anglo saxon protestants like no, dude, this ain't no fucking racist shit. I'm like, it's a fucking band. It's a heavy metal band. It's cold out here, <laughs> you know. I'm fucking cold.
1: I did not know that was a racist term. Like, uh, I mean... well, it, 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 in
0: some areas, it's considered like, like, kind of like a, a white power thing. You know, oh. the, the the term itself is not racist, but it's it, it's one of those things that's been adopted by you know you know, white power people, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you know, like that's the purest you can be.
1: Um, but but I, actually, it does stand for we all suck penis. Oh, okay. You did not know that. See? I bring the 411. Okay, we all suck. Yeah, that works. That works.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't believe uh, L-O-V-E means anything other than, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool way to sing the song.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and to get off subject, but still talking about Wasp, dude, there's an interview. If I ever find it, I'm going to send it to you. I saw on YouTube. It's like around, I think, Last Commander Inside Electric Circus. Blackie was being interviewed on some, um, some uh, British talk show. And it was a British talk show that would rate videos. So they put up some British pop band video. And Blackie, like blatantly said you know I I, I don't like it because I'm not into fags oh, and, cool. and the two hosts lost their mind and it was so funny how Blackie Lawless like um, like took the abuse from this chick like he just stood there with a smile on his face like he didn't give a fuck what she thought and he's like hey you know whatever you want to do whatever but you know I just don't like homosexuals I just don't like them yeah, you know, I, I just thought I'd bring that up because it just came in my head, you know.
0: Well, he 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 is a Jesus freak right now, and according to uh, Mark Allen Taylor, Jesus hates fags. So... No,
1: according to the Bible, dude.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, the... I don't
1: know. If, I don't know if Jesus came out and said it, but obviously he does because the Lord, his daddy, doesn't like uh, gay people.
0: Yeah, that, that's in the Bible, right? So
1: that goes to all you satanic people out there. Take it up the ass, or you're a satanic poser. Because in the Satanic Bible, it says you've got to go against God's law. And you know what one of God's law is? To put your pee-pee in a man's butthole.
0: Where, where is that in the Bible exactly?
1: It actually is. I don't remember, Ian. That's a big-ass book. But it does say that a man should never have sex with men. It, it, you know, And women. I mean, it just flat out says, you know, sexes should stay away from each other. You yeah. know, it just, you know. Well, you know.
0: I, I don't believe that shit. I worship a Judas Priest.
1: Hell yeah! That guy sucks a lot of veiny cocks.
0: Yeah, and I like him.
1: I love Rob Halford, man. And Rob Halford to me is like one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. You know? He's just so fucking cool. And fuck it, i let him suck my dick. I mean, I love the guy. You know? I don't know if I'd suck his dick. I don't know. I mean, fuck, dude. Now, you know,
0: I really? Think of the, really? You I, don't
1: know? I don't know. I think of the rage and victim of changes. Maybe I would. But um, what are we talking about? Love Machine, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love Machine. Love the video. Love the song. Uh, and here's a funny note where my friend Eve...
0: I love her. I waited for that. I'm sorry. I, I was taking a drink. I can tell. I can tell.
1: But for the longest time, Eve corrected me because me being so stupid... And, and, and shows you that I'm a closet homosexual For the longest time I thought he said Penis made me king Where it's actually <laughs> Venus made me king Correct Yeah uh, B.A.D. Bad That's the next one No The Flame no, The Flame is next Jesus Yes uh, Love it My least favorite track on the album Love it um, Until the flame burns
0: out Out
1: it is a little different, though, I will tell you, uh, than the rest of the album, I think. It has a little more of a rocky-rolly feeling, and I don't think it really fits, though it's a great song and it makes still makes this like the perfect album. But I absolutely love the flame. Give me a ticket on a jet I That voice, dude. Oh, yeah. When he goes, take it, you. <laughs> you know, he does that... <laughs> I just love that shit, and... Uh, yeah, it's a song that survived the set list for Last Command. I remember they played it that night, too. Wow. Yeah. When I saw, I'll tell you right now, when I saw them open for Quiet Riot, what was the song they didn't play? Because I know they played the whole album except for one song. But, uh, yeah, I really can't really have much that's bad on The Flame. I do love it. It's just, you know, if I got to pick a least favorite, it'd be this one.
0: Well, the uh, an anomaly on the show... That's where I agree with you. I absolutely love this song. But if you had to pick a least favorite song, it would be this one. This is the only song not solely written by uh, Blackie Lawless.
1: What? He wrote the whole album, like Dee Snyder.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, But that's like, again, it's like the worst fucking blowjob that you ever fucking came in her mouth to. It's fucking awesome, dude. It's the flames. You know, like you said, into the flame burns
1: out. It's mad. My my favorite part of the song is the end where he goes out, out, out. That's <laughs> just so badass. It's got a great ending.
0: It's fucking awesome. It's still, yeah.
1: you it's know, all, that's how good this song is. The least favorite song is awesome.
0: Yeah, you know, and, but and, it
1: does. The, I mean, do you agree with me? It kind of doesn't fit the whole. Well, well uh,
0: I, I, will, I will say this when we get to later in the album, there is a, what's considered a B-side
1: I think could have took the place of this song. There's not a song I absolutely don't worship after this.
0: Right, right, right. But you know, you know what I'm saying, though. The, there, There is one song that was actually a B-side that I think should definitely have been on this album. It shouldn't have been a B-side. It should have been on this album.
1: Are you talking about the cover? No. Okay.
0: Uh... But I, I I love the fucking flame, dude. I love it. But then we go on to the next song, which I love as well. And oh my God, it's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Like, Kiss should have wrote this fucking song, like, lyrically. It's so fucking stupid. But musically, it's so fucking metal and so awesome. I'm talking about another one that has abbreviate, you know, like a little period in between, like it means something. And that's B A D. Bad, Like wh- your mama and daddy said! Yeah. Make your mama and daddy cry! You know, like, oh, God. Uh, I, I think this stands for Blackie, Blackie's a douchebag. Uh, <laughs> you know, and if you ask any of the former members, they'll back me up on this. But, oh, my God, do I love this. It's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. It's fucking awesome. Uh, you, you know, like, like, lyrically, though, it is like... Uh, you know, doing some, some research and reading up on a wasp before this. Uh, I was reading a review where they were talking about Inside the Electric Circus. And uh, they called it Seventh-Grader Rock. And, and and there's definitely some songs on here, like, lyrically, I would say. Okay, it is seventh grade like, lyrically. Like, I couldn't imagine being in my mid-twenties and writing some of the, the lyrics that are on this album. But they're so fucking good! There's, it just there's just a feeling that you get from it. I love bad or BAD. It's fucking kick ass. What do you think?
1: Love it. Love this fucking song. This is a, a chick's favorite. Actually. I know a couple chicks that, that love this song. Well, see that that's
0: the thing right there, man. There wasn't a lot of chicks that were into wasp,
1: but they liked this song.
0: And I, I, I think that that was unfortunately the downfall of wasp, because to me, Wasp had everything that should have made them a fucking arena band. But they I, weren't pretty. No, no, they they weren't pretty, but they had, uh, you know, there was this aura around them like they were dangerous. They had amazing management in Rod, in Rod Smallwood who managed Iron Maiden. Uh, you, you know, the stage show was incredible. You know, there was all this shit. Like, these guys should have been, like, headlining... Major arenas with the productions they put on, and the show they put on. And unfortunately, it just it never happened, but it should have, because this shit was so classic, man. I love call it. A, call us,
1: call us Spade or Spade only if you want to, because by any other name, it's taboo. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that. So bad is great. This is fucking Kiss Me Some the Opera quality shit. Yeah, but but I love it. I love the. Bad, bad. This is the one, Ian. They did not play live. Okay. All right. Next track: School Days. The little kids. I pledge Agents. <laughs> Another great, great song. Unfortunately, as old as I am, uh, I was at a sky. I already graduated a year prior to this, but it still fucking resonates with me. You know, I mean, burn it down. You know, it's like. You know it's 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 uh, Blackie dancing the school's out. You know uh, school sucks. It's a pain in the ass. Which you know actually he was right. Good point there, Blackie. You know fire bells ringing hell. I sure would love to see it blaze. Put it down. I love that. And I and I think these lyrics are kind of clever. Even you know cheesy, but you know I pledge allegiance and I bet they're gonna drive me crazy yet. Nobody here is understanding me. You know, the whole isolation and, uh, you know, because here's the thing, you know, when, when you're a kid into shit like this, because I was still a kid. I was 19, uh, um, a little past a kid. But um, but still, you know, I, I think it's 21 when you, you know, you start like, you know, you, you mature a bit. I mean, I don't think I passed 21 maturity-wise. And I'm not saying that as a joke. I really do feel like... I'm still like 21, you know, going out there and making a life, a life on my own. But, um, you know, I started much earlier than, than most kids. So, um, but anyway, school days, I hated school. You know, I went to a school uh, that was um, all like, see, here, here was my situation as a kid. Uh, I was raised in Hialeah, Florida, where there, you know, all you know, I had all my metalhead friends. Then my parents moved to the beach, so they sent me to a school, Miami Beach High, uh, that was the polar opposite. There was no scumbags there, uh, nobody into metal. Um, I've told this story before. Every fucking day in Homeroom, I don't know if they have Homeroom anymore for kids, but back in the day, you'd go, you know, my first class was a drama class. Then we'd go to Homeroom, which, I don't know, lasted 15 minutes or so. And then from there, we did the other periods. In Homeroom, every fucking day, they play a different Bruce Springsteen song. You know, we'd have to sit through, and I, and man, everybody loved Bruce Springsteen. Now I've warmed up to Bruce Springsteen. But back then, I hated him. (laughs) I did hate him. And I actually actually saw the Born in the USA tour, and boy, the place went fucking apeshit, and I'm sitting there going, this shit sucks. But now I wish I could have seen it, because I wonder if he did some of those, like Candy's Room and some of the Bruce Springsteen songs. I now love.
0: Oh, that's a great song.
1: Yeah, but, um, you know, and, you know, speaking of that, you know, um, I was the, the scumbag. I mean, I wasn't one to comb my hair much back then, and I had long hair, and I was kind of a bum-looking guy. I was a bum-looking And I remember, I'll never forget the time I walked in with my, um, what was it, my Diver Down shirt, uh, and I just saw the Van Halen show. And this kid said to me, turned around and said, dude, Bruce Springsteen's a better guitar player than Eddie. And I said, really? Bruce Springsteen's actually plugged in? I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know his guitar was plugged in, you know? But, I mean, that's the type of shit I was dealing with. Oh, Van Halen would be so much better without that stupid singer. I'd heard that in the school too. Um, But, um, it it was terrible. It was terrible going to school. And, uh, I, uh, I, I I graduated high school because I hated that school so bad I, I couldn't wait to go. And plus, you know, I didn't want to uh, face the wrath of my dad for dropping out. But I squeaked by, you know. I wasn't really a great student. But, you know, after high school, fuck college. I was not a fan of school. Even in the Hialeah days, you know. I, I punched a teacher once. I punched a, a Pete my physical education teacher in the face. And, um, but anyway, um... I was a bad kid and of course this song identifies with me even even though I was out of school for a year I still identified a lot with these lyrics because oh man it was it was jail you know I don't know how schools are today but back then I mean they're you know they were allowed to hit you you know you can get paddled and uh, you know it was pretty vicious And, and you know I mean In the Hialeah school and you know I'm not being racist I'm just saying how it really was Uh, they used to bus you know people from uh, Liberty City to the beach I mean to Hialeah and I physically had a fight just about every day because uh, once they take your lunch money you're gonna be beat up every day for your lunch money so it was terrible school was terrible and and I'm telling you all all these ass beatings took place in the fucking bathroom So I would go pee outside, you know, it's like I ain't going to that fucking bathroom, you know, because they'd be waiting in there for you, you know, so um, I just hated school and uh, and, you know, when my job would send me to classes, I'd get these horrible flashbacks, you know, and I'm not, you know, and and I admit it, I'm not the most, you know, educatedly wise person. I had a really hard time. I think I do suffer dyslexia, though. It wasn't really. uh, Uh. a, a thing back then. I don't think dyslexia was known. But I had a hard time remembering shit if it didn't have to do with Wasp and Van Halen and Black Sabbath, you know. There I'm intelligent. but And I'm also intelligent streetwise. I know how to fucking make money and I know how to live alone. and You know, the more important things in life, you know. But <clears throat> anyway, that's I love the song. It identified well with me. It's catchy. It's great. Great solo. Great fucking vocals. School days rules. What do you think?
0: Oh, I, I, I love it, but it, but it is retarded. <laughs> you know, it, it is like, you know, I'm kind of laughing. Like, here's people in their mid twenties, like, like, complain about school, and you're you're never gonna top schools out by Ellis Cooper, but the song still kicks ass. And you know, like like you, you know, I, I went to a school where there was busing, and they bused in these white kids, and and I had to fight kids who listened to fucking REO Speedwagon in Kansas, you know. Cause I listen and, to f- fucking metal,
1: and here you are man, doing a show with me. Boy, yeah, it, times changed. Exactly. But then again, you're you're growing up to be a liberal.
0: Exactly. Uh, but man, no, I I lo- it, it's so dumb. It's fucking awesome. I mean, <laughs> I'm attending hell high.
1: <laughs> my age is my crime.
0: <laughs> it's, it's
1: so. Yeah, but you know, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, it may be stupid and all, but dude. Like, compare this to Poison lyrics and stuff like that. This shit fucking... This shit's fucking Frank Zappa. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Well, actually, it's kind of on the same level. But I'm going to flip this motherfucker over. And we're going to go to side two, which I think is something... A, a rarity. Not only in the fucking 80s, but in music in general. Usually, uh, side one is heavy loaded. You know, that's that's the singles. You know, that's all the... You know, the the catchier songs. in Side 2, you'll see more filler. But to me, Side 2 is even stronger than Side 1. Amen, preach on, brother. Holy shit, because it starts out with Hellion. Oh my god. Do I love this fucking song. And unfortunately, if you see Wasp live nowadays, you might get a snippet of it. Of Hellion because uh, Wasp, uh, Blackie Lawless now likes to do a lot of, and and I gotta pronounce this right because I've got shit about this in the past, medleys. Not melodies, but medleys. Tour. Yeah. Uh, They do a medley where they mix Hellion in with uh, another song that's coming up on side two, you know, and we're like, you know, they'll play a verse or a chorus of this. And that's something I wanna say. To any band out there touring, don't do a medley because touring medleys suck. And I'm even gonna throw this out of Pantera because Pantera used to piss me off when they would mix Domination with with uh, Hollow. Play both of those songs in their fucking entirety. Don't fucking mix that shit up, okay? Don't play that new song that nobody wants to hear, that everybody's gonna go piss to.
1: Play um, a song in 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 um. Uh, Dime and Vinny passed away, so uh, they're not around anymore.
0: Really? When did this happen?
1: Fuck if I know. Alright. Marcus Welby. Uh Robert Young. Yes. But he- how did the Father Knows Best theme go? Remember they would tap in their shoes?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Uh I was like, uh Fathers Know's best, your mother don't no, know shit.
1: Was, no, there was no singing. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna add it to the music under us something like uh,
0: that no but all I can hear in my head is the theme from fucking uh My three sons. That's the one. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're right. I I got it confused. Yeah, that's the one with the feet tapping. And then then I think of
0: Uncle Charlie like yelling at the kids. Uncle Charlie! (laughs) You goddamn idiots! You know? Uh, know. I
1: think he was related to fucking Burgess Meredith.
0: Right, exactly. He was. He was like a. He was like a white trash Burgess Meredith. He He was. was,
1: He he was always yelling at the kids. He was the Mickey of sitcoms. <laughs> get out, rocket, Because Mickey loves ya. I, 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 um, Is uh, Uncle Charlie dead? I would fucking hope so. I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He was, he was like he was like 75
0: in 1968.
1: I'm telling you, that's why <laughs> I said that. I said it as a joke. You know, when me and my... Uh, I used to date this girl. And every time we'd watch a movie and shit... Like if it was an older movie, but uh, he's dead. Yeah. That's dead. And I remember watching one where a dog pops up. Nah, uh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like a black and white movie with a dog. Yeah, that dog's dead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get back to Hell Yet. Oh my fucking god. I mean and, and and seriously, you know, getting back to the medley. Here's a song that does not deserve to be in a medley. Ah, no songs are, man. This song deserves to be played in its fucking entirety, the way it was meant to be heard. Hellion is a fucking metal masterpiece, in my opinion. This is, and I'm I'm gonna get to it because when we're all said and done with this album, I'm gonna put this album way up above a lot of other shit that's considered classic or, you know, or shit like that, where I think this album is much stronger than shit that's held in, in such high esteem. And it's because of songs like Hellion. Yeah. Hellion yeah needs to be heard in its entirety. This is a fucking metal masterpiece. God damn, do I love this song. And I love, uh, uh, and I'll get into this because, my, my, I have like fucking five picks of the weeks this fucking week. But one of them is the Live at Lyceum, where fucking, uh, Blackie starts talking about his song as like a heavy metal man rides a motorcycle down the road and blah, 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 you know. He is, he is the hell yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Oh, is that so? This song fucking kicks ass. What a way to start off, uh, side two. There's not much more I can say, but I think you can add a little bit. What do you think about Hellion?
1: You know, I have Live in Lyceum on Betamax. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> I have a Betamax tape of Live in Lyceum, and I oh, have the oh, full great, version great,
0: now. Great video. Great video.
1: I have the full version now. You know, cause that's an edited. You know. Right? Really, you have the full concert. Yep. Where they bring out the rack and the naked oh, shit
0: Oh, uh, you gotta have Dr. X send that shit to me.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I'll send that to you, dude. I Dr. X gonna send you Okay, bye. No, it, I'll burn you a copy and bring it in Nashville. Okay, sounds good. It brings an interview and everything. Oh, it's nice, nice. But it's the full show, yeah. All right, yeah, dude. I mean, it's a toss up uh, with a couple tracks coming up. This is probably my favorite up there. And, you know, what you were talking about, cheesy lyrics and shit, this one does not... It's it's hard to believe, <laughs> you know, the guy that wrote School Days wrote these lyrics.
0: No shit. Because <laughs>
1: these lyrics are fucking perfect. Oh, my you know, God, the,
0: I love this The song. gods
1: that you worship are steel at the altar of rock and roll you kneel. And if, s- if you
0: own the album, that's on the yeah. back side of the album.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't even have... It doesn't have the better part where he says, uh, a slave who forever rocks... Is chained in the devil's locks and slain by my bloody axe. I wail. Yeah, that is awesome. God damn, I love this fucking song and I love the screaming. Hell yeah! And dude, they would do it great live, like Randy oh, yeah. Piper. Oh and- yeah.
0: Well, that, that that's something we haven't brought up is you know when Randy Piper was in the lineup, he added a lot of great background vocals.
1: Yeah, he was fucking awesome. Yes. Uh, the was too drunk it'
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't think they had a microphone inside. Now that I think about it.
0: No, no, it, it, it was more like one of those. Uh, he had one of those uh, those beer hats where there, you know you put two beer cans on on either side and there's a straw. Yep,
1: that's right. Yeah, he would do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris Holmes, rock. Well. And hey, have you heard Chris Holmes' latest shit?
0: Uh, I don't know if I heard the latest latest, but I heard enough. No, to no. Know. It's,
1: well, it's not latest, but you know his solo shit, right? I mean, it's so bad, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he. Chris Holmes is to fucking wasp what Ace Fraley was to kiss. I mean, this, you know, this is a guy not reinventing the wheel by any means, but he's a capable guitar player. He had a certain sound, but he had a stigma. You, You know what I mean? I mean, like, you know, a lot of people might not really, especially people, you know, that weren't there back in the day, uh, You know, Chris Holmes was just as fucking big as Blackie, you know, because Chris Holmes was this wild man on guitar, you know, he was like the tattooed crazy guy with the Budweiser guitar and fucking, you know, he was just a madman, you know, but he added this element of danger to the band that they haven't had since he left, you know.
1: Yep, you're very, you're, you're, you're correct, man. Mm. And and goddamn, I love this song. Oh yeah, it's a yeah, it's a standout track. I mean, there's a couple other ones that man are just neck and neck with this one mm-hmm. on side two, but Hellion is fucking up there. Then we go into Sleeping in the Fire, which man again one of the better tracks on here, uh, the the ballady one, and Blackie just sounds so fucking awesome. Kind of satanic lyrics. Does he still do this? I wonder. You know. Uh,
0: uh I, he he played he played this the tour we saw. I don't know if he still does it now.
1: Yeah, cause it, I mean the lyrics you know are you know about black magic and you know <laughs> Lucifer's magic that makes you numb. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it is kind of a love song, you know. Yeah. But you know the the the, the part that gets me is where he says you know. I gaze at the flame and fire burn. That part where it just, oh, oh man. And cry out the name of which I yearn. yearn. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, it's just fucking, this is an amazing, an amazing song. And it also shows, and and you know, what I was saying about the flame, how it doesn't fit. This one, it doesn't have that element of the other songs, but yet it fits. It does fit. And it's a great Right, uh, it's a great fucking addition. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a catch your breath type tune, but it's beautifully sung, and the lyrics are, you know, not your love song, but you know, he does like, you know, you feel it, what it does, and you're drunk on love, and you're sleeping in the fire, but it's not really a love song because you know, you know, Lucifer's magic and all that shit, but um, it's just, it's just beautiful. I think it's a very well written tune. And again, great lyrics. I guess he saved the, the better the better lyrics for Side 2, you know? But uh, I love it. Sleeping in the Fire is one of the standout tracks, too, for me.
0: Uh, well, I wouldn't even... Uh, not just consider it standout track. Uh, by far. By far. And I it, Check with science. This isn't up to, to debate. The best ballad Blackie's ever done.
1: Mm, disagree.
0: Yeah, well, you're wrong. Um... This is fucking amazing. This is just
1: made you made a great point. I am wrong. Man.
0: Yes, you know, you are. I mean, that's science. Um, Good point. Uh, fucking amazing. And but you did bring out it does stand out. It stands out because I think it's uh, you know, while there, there's a lot of uh, great metal music on here, there's you know some infantile songwriting and lyrics and everything like that, but this. Is mature songwriting. It's it's it, it's definitely there, there. There's something about this song that just is is above everything else on this album. It's just it's another level. This is a perfect perfect fucking song, and he sings it amazing. Blackie's voice on this is incredible, incredible, and god damn it, don't you? dare fucking say anything off that fucking turd Crimson Idol is better than this fucking shit. This is fucking uh this this is pure Blackie Lawless awesome wasp.
1: No, I'm not it's not off Crimson Idol. Oh, okay. I, think, okay. I think it's the best out. But I will say um if I if you listen to the song, you'll be like, this is just as bad as Crimson Idol and you're a fucking idiot Ralph.
0: Yeah, yeah, because if you pick one of those songs off, of fucking still not black enough. I'm still gonna. That's fucking, the one.
1: That's the yeah, one. yeah,
0: yeah. You're fucking wrong.
1: Keep uh, holding on. Yeah, one of the, oh, not, not only one God. of the great, not only the greatest Lost ballad, but I think it's one of the greatest ballads ever. Written. Okay, okay. Well, I, here, here's
0: here's the thing I'll give you with that one. Here's the thing I'll give you with that one. It's not a great song. Not a great song by any <laughs> means. Uh, but it has it has emotional, um. Uh, feelings to you so i I, oh yeah big time yeah yeah no and i i get why you say it so to you personally i understand why it has meaning to you but yeah that 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 song's a fucking piece of shit compared to sleeping in the fire
1: you know i I understand your point i'm not gonna argue that yeah yeah no no but 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 i understand sometimes you you
0: just have a connection with the song it's the right song at the right time with the situation you're going through and, and I get that and I know that it means something and I'm happy I'm happy that it means something like like anytime somebody has a connection with a song you, you know that just like has that I'm like I, I'm happy for you I'm happy because I know how that feels you know unless it's like a Van Hager song then fuck you I hope you get shot by a white guy with a well, gun well god
1: man you I know? like that ballad I Love Cubs Walking In too
0: ugh but uh, but Sleeping in the Fire, dude, it, it's just, it's another level fucking song, dude. It's fucking amazing. I mean, amazing. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into this later in the pick of the week, but there's an acoustic version of this that, that's available on a special edition of a certain album that is beautiful. Originally oh. a
1: B-side. Originally b B-side.
0: Oh, my God, so amazing. But, uh, you know, and it, it's proof that as a, a good song is a good song is a good song. Whether it's it's electric or acoustic or whatever. And this is, I mean, to me, this is a masterpiece that he wrote. I mean, it, it's just fucking phenomenal. You know, this, this is something that I would, uh, you know, like so, somebody who doesn't even like metal. You know, I would say, hey, listen to this song. You know, just somebody who likes music. Just... Just listen to the song for what it is, and I, I think like a true lover of music would get what this is musically, would get what it is lyrically. It is just a... Uh, man, I, I know I'm hyping it up so much, I don't know if it's my favorite song, but god damn it's fucking up there. I mean, this is just... It, it's a masterpiece. It's a it's a Blackie Lawless masterpiece. You can take that fucking Crimson Isle shit, shove it straight up your fucking ass. That's some bad fucking who bullshit. Uh, this is a fucking Blackie Lawless masterpiece. And uh, I wish he would write another one like this, but uh, so far it ain't come down the pike.
1: Uh, uh, you know, the, the, that whole Keep Holding On song, I mean, yeah, you are right. It's uh. I, I, you know, and, and, and here's a little pussy moment for me. Uh, Doctor Pussy now talking. Right. Uh, I, I did, I did really fall for a girlfriend I had, and uh, she, she just lost, you know, her interest in me, and it really fucking hurt. And it was around this time. I mean, maybe two years prior, a year or two. And I remember right. hearing a song, and, and and there's a line in the song that says, you know, I'm lost and can't uh, you know i'm lost and can i hold you one more time i guess me holding you was holding you down it really oh it really fucking struck a nerve with me and i just love how just depressing it is and it really did right
0: just... right 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 no and i get that man and hey i i got that same cut in my life but uh
1: Oh boy, if you would have heard this song then, a couple months back, I think you'd like it more.
0: Right, but but I, I, I'm just saying from a, an objective point of view, you, you know, you really, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I understand people have certain emotional attachments, but detach away from that and compare that song to Sleeping in the Fire. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. Well, sleeping
1: sleep in the Fire rocks. Yeah, it's not. Know? It's night and
0: day, dude.
1: Keeping, I mean, keep Holding On is just ballad from beginning to end. It's hey, very soft. I, I,
0: and... I, I, I love Forever Free. And you don't like that song. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that song rocks too in the middle. This one is just it's just mellow the whole way through. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like uh but I mean uh I can understand uh, liking that song. I mean, that song has its elements, but I just don't think it's a good song. No,
0: no, and I, and I hear you with that. And it's a song like, I don't have an emotional attachment because the song is about a girlfriend who died. You know, I don't have a girlfriend who died or whatever. But I, I, I like the song. I, I think it's a it's a well-written ballad. Well, but, this
1: girl didn't die. This is not the one that died. Right, but songs. she should
0: have died. Fuck her for leaving you.
1: No, no, man. I, I still, I still, uh, I, you know, I'm not in love with her anymore I mean I still have this affection for what we have
0: yeah, Hey we're not talking about you We're talking about me I hope she, oh, okay. I, I hope I, she fucking I'm, dies Because I I'm love you I'm just saying man
1: You know a lot of a lot of people like you know get upset If somebody loses uh, You know look I lost my feelings for you And uh, you know And uh, she did and and it's normal I, Hey I, I, I've had that happen You know me personally I, I broke up with girls because I just wasn't feeling it anymore she felt the same thing. I mean, yeah, of course, she's mentally retarded to th- fucking dump me. I'm Dr. Fuck. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you're it's a like, podcast you know, king. Hey, but, you know, man, like, like the song says, I guess me holding you was holding you down. So I have to respect that.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: let's let's start rocking the next one. Get the bitch on her knees, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. This was the opening track uh when I saw them both times. Uh this opened uh, the Asylum show and uh and the uh what do you call um Quiet Riot show. Um great, great, great rocking tune. Uh maybe uh and, and you know what? I think this could have been a great opener for the album too. Oh
0: god
1: you know? yes and I love you know how will just say comes out with dancing with danger right until dawn the sin that you buy and you sell fuck yeah mom and daddy said the life that you led your party your way straight to hell fuck yeah love it on, on your knees, knees. I you shall you be on your knees you oh, oh, fucking great you
0: on your knees you shall be
1: Fuck yeah! This fucking rocks. The great fucking song, great, great tune to put right after fucking uh sleeping in the fire. I mean, uh, you know, it's a great opener f- for live, but I think it would have been a great opener for the album too. Um, but it, it wouldn't be a great opener for side two. Hellions, the perfect opener for side two. Yeah. But uh, on your knees, absolutely love it. Rocks.
0: Uh, uh, oh, fuck yeah, I agree, man. I love, love this fucking song. And unfortunately, this is one uh, where if you see them, you know, nowadays, this is in the medley. Uh, God damn, play this fucking song from start to finish because it is badass. And a great way, you know, you Mitch, great way to come out of sleep in the fire because. Not only is that a perfect ballad, but you gotta remember this is a fucking metal band. This is a fucking metal album. And then you come out with a metal song like on your fucking knees. Oh my god. Oh, is this good. This is Wasp. This is the Wasp I know and fucking love. You know, not this fucking, you know, Jesus Striper fucking shit you get now. This is fucking, this is fucking Wasp. On your knees yeah I mean you're, you're the title track and it's about sucking your dick and you know what that's what it's about some chick
1: sucking your dick and that's awesome It's and Blackie, Blackie said uh, he wanted to be in a band to get his dick sucked
0: yeah and it's fucking <laughs> awesome oh my god I love this I love this fucking this is one of the best songs this is like top 5 wasp songs of all time on your knees god damn it Is this fucking metal? Is this fucking awesome? Holy shit, I love it. But then I go to the next song, and I have to stand corrected, because I uh, previously mentioned that The Flame uh, was the only song with co-writing credits, but uh, I I, I retract my statement. Uh, This is a song that was written by Blackie Lawless and Chris Holmes, and happens to be in my, my top three on this album. Oh, my God, do I love this song. Tormentor. Oh, my God, do I love this fucking song. This is a metal fucking classic. I mean, to me, this, this, this shit should be up there with, like, fucking, you know... Number of the Beast and fucking Heaven and Hell and shit like that. Tormentor is that fucking good, and I love... I love the background vocals that you get, you know, coming in from the chorus, you know, from from Randy Piper. Torment, tormento! Oh my God! Damn, is this song fucking amazing? This is a metal fucking classic. Gets no respect. Gets no respect. You don't see this shit in the fucking set list, you know. And what's funny is it was in uh, uh, that movie. Uh, there's a couple movies this song was played in. But yeah,
1: uh, the main one is Dungeon Master. But yeah, Dungeon Master. It, uh, it, it showed up on TV and the movie Terrorvision, which uh, Hell Vomit Sodomizer wrote a song called Terrorvision about that movie. That's on the first um, yes. The first structured Eye album. I had everything to do with every song on it except Terrorvision. And that's my favorite song on the album, and it pisses me off.
0: Yeah, but man, Tormentor. Oh my god, it's so fucking metal. It's so fucking metal. It's so goddamn awesome. I mean, th- this is like, th- this is my wasp. This is the wasp I know and love. Not this fucking striper shit you get now. This is like, oh, oh, this is fucking metal. I love this song. G- give me even more of a reason to love it, Ralph. Tell me why you love Tormento.
1: I'm a sinner. I kiss the breast. I am the sadist that whips the flesh. I take the women, curse those who enter. I am the killer and tormentor. Tormentor. Fuck Hellion. This is the best one. I gotta say, this is the best. Now I think about it. It was a toss up between this and Hellion. Now I gotta go with Tormentor. Tormentor is my jam. And you know, I saw them. I'm trying to think which what tour it was. It uh, it was at the Hard Rock. You know, we went to see Judas Priest, right. but there was a bar in there, well, like a like a tiny club type thing, and they played there and they played Tormentor that night. I couldn't believe it. No medley. They played Tormentor. Wow. Yeah. What, what year uh, was this? Hmm, I'd have to say maybe 2004 ish.
0: Wow. Maybe. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. And they played Widowmaker that night, too. And they did a medley. But I can't remember the medley, but I, the standout was Tormentor that night, and Widowmaker. Was, I love Widowmaker's another one that's fucking cool. Oh, yeah. But, uh, man, come on, man. This song is so metal. And I love the racks in the beginning. you know, And then it's just like, and it goes into it. That movie is god awful, but I bought that shit on Blu-ray just for that performance of Tony. Oh yeah, that
0: scene's awesome though. <laughs> that scene is badass with the rack and the chick. Yeah, you know, it, it's got Bull from fucking. Uh,
1: yeah, from, from Night Court.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a total B movie. Oh and, yeah, but
0: but it's, it's awesomely bad. But just to see that wasp part of it is fucking killer.
1: And, and I gotta tell you something, and this is, I uh, have it on videotape, because uh, on MTV in 1984, they used to have these like little like one minute news segments during each hour. Hi, it's Martha Quinn with MTV News. Blackie Lawless is starring in his first movie, uh, Dungeon Master. And I was like, whoa, I need to see this. So then, uh, fa- it never was in theaters. So fast forward uh, years later when I owned the record store, Next to my record store was a video uh, kids, back in the day you can rent videos. Right. And there was a video rental place and when you walked in, there it was. And the cover was Blackie Lawless. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, so I rented it. And I'm like, where the fuck's Blackie? He didn't show up till that part. And I you know, but they built it up like he was the star of the movie. And even the cover looked like it's he was the dungeon master. You know? Right. And I just I watched that movie in, in horror disbelief. Like, oh my god, this movie's terrible. Where the fuck's Blackie already? You know?
0: hey, it's still better than Never Too Young to Die. <laughs> it is, but not
1: by much. Stargazer! You know? <laughs> uh, star, star Grove! Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Ian and I had a blast watching that one. Boy, yeah. we should have we taped ourselves watching that movie.
0: We should have, except we passed out. <laughs>
1: there, there, there was a funny part where... Uh, you know, John Stamos is Stargrove and his dad dies and St- John Stamos is at the cemetery when they're burying his dad and Ian goes, Oh <laughs> 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 That shit was classic. Man. We were high as a kite. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, because and, uh, I watched that movie way back in the day so I watched it again over the end and, uh I plan on not watching it ever again. But still, it was great. It was great to watch it with Ian.
0: I know. I, I almost like, want to watch it again with you when we were in the fucking Nashville. Just yeah.
1: Well, not, not so soon. We'll do it a few years from now. Because you're going to be my buddy forever. <laughs> BFF, buddy. I'm, I know you can't see me, but I'm doing the little heart thing with my hand.
0: Oh, uh, the little Justin Bieber
1: thing? Okay, awesome. Yeah. No, no, no more <laughs> like a Justin Childers thing. <laughs> But, oh, oh,
0: uh, oh, that's like a like a hail Hitler.
1: <laughs> no, man, it's more like I, I want to suck your cock and gargle your balls. Okay, right on. Uh, total Justin children. Right on. Hey, now that he's he's my friend again, let's goof on him uh, being a being like anti-hetro. <laughs>
0: yeah, he hate he hates heteros.
1: I'm telling you, man, he's so anti-hetro that fucking uh, Greg Barnes got embarrassed and now he's straight.
0: He hates so heteros. He loves both use your illusions.
1: Oh, man, remember that shit? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What was it called? A masterpiece Some crappy song off that album? I can't remember. I got That was one of our best episodes.
0: Uh, that was a great episode.
1: Yeah, too bad he sucked on it. But, man, we're so good, we carried that shit. Exactly. Nah, he was all right. All right, so uh, last song. Well, technically the last song. The Torture Never Stops. Wow. Does this song fucking own. I love that. Suck, suck, suck in on your man. The master sucks the juice. I love that shit. Bang, bang, banging in your head. The madman's noose is loose. And you, you cry, but no one hears or cares. And hopes the rope that keeps you tying knots. Dude, come on. What a great way to end this fucking album, man. It's catchy. It's got that catchy type of melody during the Verses And you know And then Like you know The the chorus kicks ass The bridge kicks ass This, this song fucking owns I love The Torture Never Stops
0: Oh fuck yeah dude uh, Classic way to end the album Uh Even though I don't think It should end the album I mean The way it does In it's traditional form I'm more than happy with that dude Fucking Torture Never Stops Kicks ass I mean It fits in with the whole Wasp Mystique and you know what they're talking about what they're doing oh my god do I love this song it, it's fucking metal dude it is metal to the fucking core and uh, you know and that's what I love about this album is because it, it, it comes out in 84 which is an important year in metal there's, there's so many great releases but this isn't something that's trying to like walk the line of commercial metal and traditional metal. It's just like, this is a metal fucking album, okay? We're not trying to do a Death Leopard single. We're not trying to do that. We're just being who we are. And goddamn, what a way to end it. I love, I love Torture Never Stops. Your masters beat you bloody.
1: Still, you're running back for more. And every day you lay down and play the whore! I love that part. Reminds me of your mom.
0: Yes. uh, I was going to say that, but you beat me to it. Mm. But uh, I will say this. uh, Your
1: mother's
0: a whore. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to say first. But after (laughs) after that, uh, you know, you know, to to a lot of people, especially newer metal fans, the album doesn't end here. Uh, Because if you buy, uh, you know, 98, they did a remastered version of this that starts off with Animal as the first track, which initially wasn't on it. But they add on two songs that were B-sides from this album. And these songs are so strong that, you know, we have to mention them. We have to talk about them. And, uh, you know, the next track coming up, if you have the remastered version, is The Amazing Show no mercy.
1: No, Ian, I, I like to stop you there and say okay. that that was that was not a B side. That was a B side to "Fuck Like a Beast."
0: Yeah, that's so, what I'm saying. It's oh, I, you,
1: I mean, I thought you meant a B side to this album. Oh, this oh, album uh, no. did have this right. album did have a B side to the final. Right,
0: track. right, right, right. No, 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 no. I give well, well, one track was a B side to a song off this album.
1: Yeah, but not this. one.
0: Right, 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 right. But no, this was the B-side to uh, Animal Fuck Like a Beast. Show No Mercy. Holy fucking shit. Is this a great fucking song. And, you know, a lot of times you get B-sides, like, it might be an okay song, but you understand why it's a B-side because it doesn't, there's just something there that, like, okay, yeah, doesn't make the cut. It's a standoff track. Show No Mercy deserved to be on this album, in my opinion. It it is a fucking amazing fucking metal track. Holy shit, do I love it? And I love that it's added on to the remastered version of this. What do you think of Show No Mercy, Ralph?
1: Um, love it. I do have a complaint though. But oh, I do really? Love it. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not a complaint, but you know they rewrote this song on the next B side. From the next album called a song called Savage. Yeah, Which just is just a ba- Savage. Yeah, which is basically a rip-off of Show No Mercy. And I think it's better. Uh, I actually like Savage more than this, though really? it's the same fuck really? it's the same fucking song if you listen to it, you know? It's like them like just you know that song Beggar's Day on Slave to the Grind? Right. That that's a fucking rip off of making a mess from the first Skid Row album. But I think they did the same thing here. They kind of rewrote it again, and I think they even bettered it. But, uh, I still love this fucking song. Wow, you You know? You
0: you like Savage better than this,
1: though. Okay, right, Interesting. And, and, and and I forgot about this, Ian, but you know the lyrics to Show No Mercy does mention white Anglo-Saxon.
0: Yes. Yes, it does.
1: So, so there you go, you know. Um, white Anglo-Saxon, a violent uh, reaction. Um, Fire is my fuel, steel and iron, and iron rule. Uh, I love it, you know, ride on wasteland. But you, you listen to Savage. A mad fucking... man's Wasteland. Bad land, a ride on the wasteland, and I'll survive to show, show no mercy. mercy. Wow. Yeah, dude. This song rules. It rules, you know. I mean, you know, the only complaint is that they rewrote it and I thought it was even better. <laughs> I love that
0: part. Okay, well, I, I will say I, I love Savage. I love Savage. Uh, but I am definitely more partial to Show No Mercy. But then we go into the next one, which was the B side of the last single on this album, uh, which was School Days. And that is their cover of the Rolling Stones Paint It Black. And there's certain bands that I'm like, I, I, I'm just prejudiced to. Like, you shouldn't cover them because you will never, you know, you'll never top it. You'll never do it better. And I'm talking about like bands like Pink Floyd, uh, the Beatles, the Rolling, the, the Rolling Stones,
1: the Struts.
0: I have no, yeah, I, I have I, no idea who the fuck you're talking about.
1: I don't want nobody to cover their song.
0: But it's just like it's it's just like please stop. You're not even on the same level. You're never, you know, like. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone, because you can't do it. Well, Wasp proved me wrong here, because I think Wasp does an amazing cover of Painted Black, which is already a dark song for the Rolling Stones. Uh, Like, musically, I know there's, like, you know, there's sitar and all this stuff in there that that makes it sound, like, not necessarily happier, but, like, a more... uh, musical song than what it is but lyrically it's always been a very dark song a very dark dark horse in the rolling stones catalog but what wasp does to this what blackie lawless does to this is it it just it sucks all the darkness out of it and brings it to the forefront and they do an amazing amazing cover like this is one like okay this in my opinion is an amazing cover like something that deserves to be like okay you, you you did put your own stamp on this much like I feel like what Van Halen did with You Really Got Me I, I think it's that good that Wasp did that with with painted Black I th- I think this is their like You Really Got Me they did it they reinvented it they made it metal they did it their own and it kicks fucking ass what do you think of painted Black bro
1: yeah man um it, what I love about covers this is the to me covers my favorite covers are the ones that don't sound like the, the originals okay. you know because uh you know like um uh, all along the watchtower is a great example um, 2000 man from uh, dynasty oh oh my from oh my god kiss I know you don't think so but I love it because it doesn't sound like the original. Right. And I, I love what they did with it. Somebody the other day on our page put a cover of some band. I don't know who the fuck they were doing a cover of Eleanor Rigby. And, man, it was like they wrote their own music to it and kept, like, you know, the lyrics in the melody. I, I, I saw it,
0: but I didn't listen to it.
1: I listened to it. I thought it was fucking fantastic. Though, I didn't like the singer. But I, fuck it, you know. I, fuck it. You know what? If they would have got a cool singer to do it, I would have been, you know, mega impressed. But I am still mega impressed without a band in it. Well, this song, dude. I mean, you know, Mick Jagger goes, "Mm," you know, and Blackie goes, yeah. It's probably the only close thing, but still, Blackie does it different. No, I don't think it's better. Uh, I do prefer the Stones version, but this song is so badass and so well educated and uh, executed and um, I just love the way they did it I loved it so much I made a video for it and you got to see it um, I made a video of Wasp doing uh, this song and um, and I matched all the vocals and shit and, you know they never played this shit live
0: nice put, and, put it on your new Wasp uh, channel that's what you should uh, have as a new Wasp channel
1: yeah, you know, i put, you know, Wasp Channel will get like, you know, maybe 200 subscribers. Fuck it,
0: the cool people would go there. Fuck those Kiss nerds.
1: I already have it up on my Phase Linear channel, dude. Oh, all the...
0: that's a great channel, by the way.
1: And plus, how, how How much can I talk about Wasp? I don't really like anything after fucking Hell told a True that. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate Crimson Island like you. I think it does have some good tracks on it, but as a whole, yeah, it's kind of boring. All right. Well, this album
0: was released August 17th, 1984. Produced by Blackie Lawless and Michael Barney. Uh, and, uh...
1: Michael Barney, that sounds familiar. That's a guy, um uh, Oh, gosh. Is that sh- the guy from uh, Shrapnel? Shrapnel? Shrapnel, yeah. Shrapnel, interesting.
0: Yes, did all the, you know, guitar-related albums from yeah. back in the day. Um uh, This album did go gold, but here's an interesting fact. This album went gold June 4th, 1998. Wow. Yeah. Took that long. It it, uh, it peaked at number 74 on the Billboard 200. Uh, Man, what a fucking amazing album. And here's something I'm going to put out. And uh, this may be considered controversial, but I think, Ralph, you might agree with me on this. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm going to say, you know, look look at the bands that came out at the same time, the same era. And, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, some bands I like, some bands I don't like. I don't think Motley Crue or Rat ever put out an album as good as this.
1: Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna give the a shot of the devil.
0: Yeah. I, I would say this album's better than shot of the devil. Okay. I, I, I would say song for song, you know, because uh, shot of the devil does have danger on it.
1: I love that song. Yeah,
0: I know, because you're a fag. Uh, That's true. But, uh, Dude, I, I love, I, I think this is a metal masterpiece, and uh, man, was so so happy to review this one, uh, and and I, I hope a lot of people check this out, you know, maybe, you know, I'd like to think most of our loyal listeners, they already know Wasp and they already know this album, but it, yeah,
1: I think this will do good, this episode do good, because this is a very beloved album.
0: Right, but I, I I think it should be beloved more than what it is. I mean, I think people should really go back and listen to this. I mean and 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 taking you know, mind when it was released and how awesome it is and how different it was. Like, you know, this isn't fucking pyromania, you know, this isn't fucking stay hungry or shout at the devil or shit like that. You know, this is it's Wasp, dude. It's a debut album from Wasp and it's fucking amazing i mean this to me is a you know like if, if I, i'm trying to describe to people what metal is this is album i would give it with no reservations say okay you want to know what heavy metal is listen to this album it's fucking awesome you know it's fucking wasp the
1: first fucking wasp album absolutely fucking amazing Oh. I do gotta say though one thing you know is to bring up oh my god kiss boy did they borrow a lot from kiss live because I'll tell you one the one thing the, the drinking this blood you know uh, you know with blood all over him like Gene Simmons, uh, Randy piper at one point he had a backpack right and, uh, blue, and, smoke. and s- blue smoke blue smoke out of yeah it's like uh, I'll I I'll, I'll have to bring that up I don't have a pick of the week by the way. all right well uh, well I'm going to
0: pick and I have multiple picks the week so so this will uh, this will buy you a little bit of time uh, because uh, first of all this would be a pick of my week like god damn check this album out but another album that I really love and I think you guys should check out is a live in the studio album by wasp called Live in the Raw I think it's a great album I mean it's it's totally it's a studio production but it's it's a great great fucking album really good shit uh, a lot of fun and there's, there's some great especially if you get the remastered versions there's like you know the uh, uh, Sleep in the Fire acoustic version you know there's some other shit definitely check that one out another pick of the week is a video that Ralph and I talked about is wasp live in Lyceum great great fucking live video you know that that's close to this era shows a great stage show shows you what wasp was at this time and era and uh, just really killer if you can find that I mean I mean I know you can't buy it but you can download it or you can hit me up and you know mr. X will sent it to you. But another one I want to send out there is Randy Piper's Animal. Are you familiar with that at all, Ralph?
1: Yeah, I don't think I heard it, though.
0: Oh, man. They they have, have like, three albums out. And uh, I I think the the really good one that I really loved was was 900 Pounds of Steam or Violent New Breed. It's one of those, but uh, Chris Holmes is on it too. So you got two founding members of Wasp. And they have a singer who sounds a lot like Blackie Lawless.
1: I did hear it. I did hear it. Now I think about it. Yeah. I don't own it, but I do remember hearing
0: that Yeah. Now you're Yeah, and the guy, the guy sounds a lot like Blackie. And if you like that classic Wasp sound, oh, man, I highly recommend it. I mean, it really, really sounds like old-school Wasp. Not not like the post, like, oh, he thinks he's Pete Townsend, you know, Crimson Idol bullshit. I'm talking like fucking Headless Sugar and Back. Like, if you, if you like that era of Wasp, you will like Randy Piper's Animals. Check out 900 Pounds of Steam, uh, Violent New Breed, and Virus. They're all good albums, man. They sound really good. A great singer. Yeah, it's a Blackie Lawless sound-alike, but it's still fucking killing. And those are all my multiple picks of the week.
1: All right, right on. I got two picks of the week when I think about it. Um, the first one's a movie that I watched the other day, and goddamn, I mean, it's so bad, it's awesome. Uh, Chuck Norris, Invasion USA. Oh, horrible. I love it. Love that fucking the best line in the movie. When the guy came in to kick Chuck Norris's ass, and he goes, "Hey, you better leave, or I'm gonna hit you with so many lefts, you're gonna beg for a right." <laughs>
0: I saw that shit in the theater.
1: Me, me too. And you know where I saw it? At the Holly, at the Ch- uh, Chinese Man's Theater in California. Oh wow! And uh, look how cool this is. I was smoking a joint in the theater watching, it. and one of the ushers came up to me going, um, uh, "You can't smoke in here." I say, oh, okay. I turn out you didn't pick me out, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's my first pick. Uh, my second pick of the week is—it uh, has to do with WASP actually. Uh, back in 2010, there was a band that opened for WASP called Thrasher Die, <laughs> and and they were—it it was during the Poser Holocaust era. So uh, I am uh, my pick of the week is Poser Holocaust from Thrasher Die you can get it at amazon it's out of print by the way but you can still get it it's still available online but once those run out they're gone forever because you know some past members think i'm a thief so i said okay i'll i'll put it out of print you know so that way you guys can stop saying i'm i'm taking money from you guys
0: yeah no, I, so, I i i love that album. that was uh thank you you know because there's so many different lineups and different eras of thrash or die yeah, that was the one. Uh, the guitar player was uh, Ladyboy Fuck Me Guy. Uh, oh, he
1: was on both albums. Oh, okay,
0: okay, he was on both those. Good I mean, guitar, cool good now. guitar player though.
1: Great guitar player. The, the, the riffs he came up with, and uh, you know, it has a uh, terror vision, and uh, I absolutely love. Uh, I love his playing.
0: It had that song about the King of the Pit.
1: Uh, Mosh Pit <laughs> That's a song about Jesus coming back from the dead And, and uh, What is it he, He's back from the dead to show you his boss He's had it up to here with the upside down cross Be prepared to be pummeled by the holy fist Jesus is back And this time he's pissed And then the last, the last verse says Goes to Norway on Halloween Infiltrates the black metal scene Ties up church burners and barbs wire and then he casts him on fire he will he will forgive you if you will repent or he will bash your face in cement and then it says uh something uh respect him. Uh, it's his command or he'll watch you die through the hole in his hand man am i a genius <laughs> oh by the way i i sing for thrash die i forgot to mention oh uh, i didn't know that that's you yep that is me awesome all right. Everybody think it's everybody think it's the puppet, but no, it's me. Alright, well now it's time to go into the fan of the week, and fan of the week
0: is a long time listener, Mr. Eric Jordan RMCP. Uh, man, what a fucking picky pick this week. This guy has been around forever. And uh, you know, you heard earlier in the episode, you know, why he has the name he has. And how fucking awesome that is. And, uh, man, he did what he had to do to donate. He donated two separate donations because, hey, man, life happens. And sometimes you got the money, sometimes you don't. But he did what he had to do to add it up to a fucking amazing episode. And that just speaks out to what an amazing uh, listener of the show he is, man. He did what he had to do, but he paid for it. And he got... In my opinion, one of the greatest episodes we ever did. I think we did a really good one this week.
1: Oh yeah, a lot of love. A lot of love for this album.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of, a lot of love for Eric too, brother. And, 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 and he's a muscle guy too, man. This guy he might give a TikTok man a run for his money. I might like ah. to I might like to see a UFC fight between him and the TikTok man.
1: Yeah, I never went through his pictures. Though no, I gotta say this about him. <laughs> and I'm saying it very respectfully. Um, he's got a hot ass girlfriend, wife. No, he's married. Well, he's got a hot ass wife,
0: yeah. She's hot, yeah, yeah. But you should have seen the ugly whores he was dating before he listened to our show.
1: Well, they were whores, so they ain't ugly, yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: but uh, but I mean, like it was like bottom of the barrel. But then he started listening to our show, and look what he ended up with. Yep, very cute girl. I mean, adorable. How awesome is that! That people really win on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast true story
1: Yeah, I get hot chicks too bro <laughs> hell yeah
0: alright well thank you so much Eric for requesting this episode man it, it, this was truly a pleasure and uh, one we were excited to do and thank you so much for years of dedication to this show man it means everything but What's coming up next week? Fuck, it ain't even next week. What's going to come up in a couple of days? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to scroll through all these fan-paid episodes. And, uh, you know, Ralph and I are getting ready to head to Nashville. So we're going to scroll through. And if we can find something, like, real quick and knock out, you'll get another episode in, in the next couple of days. If not, you've got this one to listen to multiple times because this episode is so awesome it requires multiple listens but next week or in the next couple
1: days and you never know uh for those uh subscribe to the rock and metal combat podcast YouTube page maybe we'll do some uh, live streaming on there while we're in Nashville yeah oh yeah maybe we will we'll do something that'd be that'd be a great idea dude. yeah we'll some behind the scenes shit. Oh yeah. There's,
0: there's well, you know there's gonna be some crazy shit going on. But uh find out next week or in a couple of days. Find out how we murder Bushy on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Smorgasbord. What do you say? Erricant. What do you say? Huh? Huh? What do you say? Shmackamaga! Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.